Hey friend, and welcome to the Hair Goals Podcast. The Hair Goals Podcast is brought to you by Salt Society, a hair and business community serving the beauty industry with salon business coaching, hair education, and personal development mentoring. The Hair Goals Podcast is your weekly dose of powerful education from coaches on our team, industry leaders, and stylists just like you. So let's reach those goals together because your success is ours. everyone. Welcome back to the Hair Goals Podcast. My name is Christine and by now most of you know who I am, but I am one of the personal development mentors here at Salt Society. I am also the color theory educator and today I want to take you on my journey um, with becoming great at formulation and what I kind of went through during school and once I graduated and just explain how you can shift your mind to become great at something that originally you might have struggled with. Um, I started my journey with hair very young. So it was at a time in my life where I was struggling with depression pretty severely. I was hospitalized multiple times and I was 16 years old. Um, You know, my mom and my dad were very supportive of me always, but they made the decision to homeschool me at that point. And I was able to enter into cosmetology school at the same time. Um, I don't know that I would ever recommend somebody doing those two things together. Um, It was very difficult to keep up your high school and cosmetology at the same time, but At that time in my life, it was a good distraction. But what ended up happening towards the end of my schooling was I became so depressed that I had to leave both schools um, and just take a pause in my life. And in that moment, I decided I didn't want to finish cosmetology school. I said, you know, that's enough. Um, I'm too stressed out. And... My mom, who had been really good at letting me feel what I needed to feel during my darkest depression, um, she just sat down with me and she said, you know, Christine, you are two months away from finishing. And if you finish this, you will have this as a tool under your belt the rest of your life. And it's something that Not everyone will have. Not everyone will have a trade under their belt the rest of their life. So she sat down with me and she said, if there's one thing you can do right now and all your energy goes towards it, I think it would be best if you finish that. And what she said to me really helped because it put it into perspective for me at that age. Um, I did finish, obviously, and... After that, I took some time off in that summer. I really just had fun. Um, I went to the beach almost every single day, and I really cleared my head. I got in a good state mentally, Um, and I walked into my one of my first jobs, and I got a job right away, and suddenly I started becoming really busy behind the chair, and my life moved forward. But, you know, in school, we had used matrix so color and at that time it was you know a lower end color line 
And I was transitioning into a salon that was using Schwarzkopf. And Schwarzkopf, if some of you use it, you know that it's a huge line. Um, There's a lot of different elements to it. It can be a little confusing if you are not good at understanding formulation. And so I made this jump and I suddenly was like, I really was not prepared and I don't know what I'm doing. Now, in hair school, we are only given certain options, right? I was kind of in an area where I did a lot of haircuts and perms and, you know, a foil here and there, but I wasn't super prepared. Everything I had learned was while I was interning, um, while I was also in school at a different salon. So I learned a lot from them and they were a Paul Mitchell salon. So I knew that line fairly well, but you know, Schwarzkopf wasn't something I was super comfortable with. Now, switching color lines on a whole is just hard in general because you have certain clients and you know their formulas like the back of your hand and then you switch and you're like, what do I even use? Well, I started doing colors that were not coming out bad, but they weren't coming out how I pictured in my head. And I started thinking, why is this happening? And when I thought back to school, you know, color theory, I understood how I understood it in my own head, but I couldn't grasp it the way that it was taught in the book. Um, It just didn't make sense to me. And so when it was explained that way, I would fail tests. And I was like, what is going on? Because, you know, I can do this behind the chair, but I'm not connecting the dots to what makes sense in the book. And frankly, it just came down to what was in the book wasn't explained to me properly. I mean, it didn't click with me. It it was not the way that I learned. So I kind of set out to say, I need to understand formulation, but I don't really know how to go about this. Now, One of the best things you can do to understand formulation is use different color lines because formulation at the end of the day is the same within every color line, right? Or I should say color theory. Color theory is the same within every color line, but when you switch color lines, each one has a different base. Um, They work differently. They have a different active ingredient. So each line is very different and you should be able to, as a colorist, to transition to other lines fairly easily. Maybe you're not going to remember how all the number system works and letter systems, but you could look in the book and say, okay, I'm going to mix, you know, these three tones together and I'm going to get the same result as what I used in another book. Um, But the problem is to understand at this depth takes a very long time And I was a new stylist and it was like, what is going on? But what I realized was the reason my colors were not coming out how I envisioned them in my head, you know, you look at a swatch in a book and you put things together and you think they're going to come out a certain way, but then you do the root retouch or you, you know, do whatever you're going to do and it doesn't look how you thought it was going to. And I realized what was happening is I wasn't taking into consideration the underlying pigment in hair. So when you lift multiple levels, so if you're doing like a blonde retouch or something like that, you have all this underlying pigment coming through. And what was happening was I wasn't really taking that into consideration when I was formulating. So even though I wanted something to come out, you know, just a golden blonde, it was looking 
bright orange. Now we know no matter what you do, hair always lifts warm, um, especially when you're using permanent color. So my formulas were a little off for how hard I was pushing the hair to lift. Um, and this took a, a toll on my confidence because I'm in a new salon that had, it was very busy. It was about 23 stylists and everybody seems to be flowing throughout the day as normal and they don't question certain things and whatever. And I had all these questions because my personality is so inquisitive. It's, it's so much like I want to know the why to everything. So what I ended up doing was I took people that I thought were really great colorists and I would just watch them. I would sit and absorb everything they did. I would go in the back room with them and I would see what they were mixing. I would ask why they were mixing that. Um, And a lot of the stylists were really open to sharing with me and they kind of took me under their bell and they explained what they were doing. And I wanted to understand on a level that I was never going to question myself ever again and that I wouldn't have that fear mixing something. Now, you have to remember at this time um, in the hair industry, it was, well, it still is very competitive, but at this time it was like cutthroat competitive. No one wanted to share information. There was no such thing as social media that taught you anything. There was no such thing as Instagram where you could go and look for a certain stylist. Um, It just was very, very different. And so the way you would learn is by talking to other stylists. I didn't have a social media platform to look for a lot of answers in this area. Um... So when you're asking stylists what they're doing at that time, it was almost like you were intruding on their personal space. So there was not a lot of support. And I kind of had to take that risk with some people because I wanted to learn so badly. Um, But once I started understanding each thing that was happening with each client. Once I watched more, I became like a sponge for education and I wanted to do as much as possible. Now, I'm going to tell you this. If you want to become really great at something, you have to really focus on it. Um, You can't become great at I don't want to say you can't, but it's much harder to become great at every single area of the hair industry. So if something attracts you and you want to become great at that, put all your energy towards that. Don't worry if, you know, you're not the best hair cutter, but you want to be great at balayage or formulation or um, foiling, whatever your area is that you're attracted to, go towards that area. Because if you try to absorb too much information, what's going to happen is you're going to lose a lot of it. Now we know that when we go to a class, you take this class, let's say it's two or three hours, you leave and you think, I'm going to remember all of this. I'm going to remember everything I just listened to. Well, probably maybe a week later, maybe it's not even that long, maybe two days later, you find yourself in the salon with a question that you know was answered in that class. And you're like, I cannot remember the answer to this. So unless you're a phenomenal note taker, you are truly only going to absorb about 10% of what you learned in a class. 
So that means that you could take the same class over and over again, and you are always going to learn something new. Um, they say it, it takes an average of seven times to absorb what someone is teaching you. So if you were to take my class seven times, you would then begin to understand what I was saying fully. Um, at that time, when I was a younger stylist, we didn't have a ton of classes going on. It was really like a lot of hair shows. And um, there was one-on-one -on -one experiences you could go to, but it was a big deal. Like you had to go for a week and like Vidal Sassoon was one of them and you were learning haircutting for the entire week. And, you know, those types of things were available, but you really had to want to spend your vacation going and learning about hair. And for some people, that's great. At that time in my life, um, it wasn't the best option for me. I was very young and it just was like a little overwhelming to be doing that. Um, so I went on my own journey with this. And what I want to say is I, I started switching my mindset from, you know how to do this. Like when I was mixing a color you know how to do this. You know what to put in here. Don't question yourself, right? To you're great at this. So every time I would mix a color, you're great at this. Instead of you know what you're doing. Because when you start telling your brain, I'm great at this. Not I'm going to be great. That I'm great at this right now. Your brain starts to accept the fact that this is, this is something you want to actually be good at. And it will happen. Um, I don't want to say that formulation came to me quickly. It was a lot of years of learning things. It was a lot of little bits here and there that I would learn at hair shows and, you know, whatever. And I took all of this knowledge and I had put it into one area in my brain. And I just kept absorbing and absorbing and absorbing. And suddenly, I became the person that people were asking questions to. And I remember when that happened... Um, and people started reaching out to me, asking me a lot of questions. I thought, I am going to share as much information as I possibly can because I never want anybody to feel like I felt when I was that young stylist who really didn't have a great grasp on color theory in general, but was also afraid to ask anybody questions because of their reaction to everything. So when I became that person, which I would say maybe was 10 years ago, I started to realize the knowledge that I did have because when I was explaining it, you can see on someone's face um, their shock or their their interest in what you're saying. Um, and I could read people pretty well. So I knew that what I was giving them was valuable and they felt comfort in being able to ask me because I wanted to create that comf that comfortable space with other stylists. Um, once social media came about, I thought this is going to be crazy because we we now have opened up this world of color that is a whole nother level of comparison. And now we have to live up to what these people are doing online that are so talented and then I had, the, I, I had this other feeling in my life, like, am I good enough for this? And I started doubting myself again. Like, what, what is this feeling coming back? But I realized it really was just stemming from 
where I was as a younger stylist. And when you acknowledge where things are stemming from, you obviously are able to say, okay, that is just like an emotional feeling. It's not a reality. And I realized I did have a lot to offer. I didn't share things right away online. I remember I got my Instagram account and um, some of the pictures from there now I look back on and I'm like, wow, this is this is very not professional. <laughs> but we all have to start somewhere. We all have to learn, right? So I actually like looking back at those photos just to see how far I've come and, and what I wrote in those posts. Now, when you're making a post about hair, it's... It's really important to engage with the audience, um, you know, share your information, share what you did, share your formula, share why you did some certain things. Be open because we more than ever right now need to support each other in this industry. Um, we need to be braver in some of the things we're doing and we need to say, you know, I see that you're struggling with this, but let me show you the way that I do it and see if this works better for you. Um, because if you sit around in your salon and you watch someone struggle with something and you never say anything or try and help them, and I mean do this in the most loving, caring way. Don't just walk up to them in the middle of their appointment and um, you know tell them they're doing it wrong. You never want to do that in front of a client, obviously. But if you see someone struggling, you can approach them in a way that's like, hey, this is what I did the other day. And you can explain to them what you did and then they'll feel comfortable asking you questions in the future. So you have to initially open that door with other people. And if you do want to become an educator, this is a great way to do it because you can start educating right in your own salon. Um, coworkers, you know... Be friends with them. Share your knowledge. Uh, be a team that is a great team and everyone is strong. Because at the end of the day, you're only as strong as your weakest link. And you need to build that weak link up. And we don't like to judge where people are at, you know, in their technical skill or whatever. However, a weak link doesn't mean that they're not good at hair. It means that they're probably lacking the confidence to believe in themselves. So encouragement for them is the number one thing. No one needs to continually be surrounded with that feeling of now I need to keep up with this even more. Um, the, the need to be someone on social media, in the salon, um, in every part of their life because that becomes really exhausting. So if we can come together and do this better, that is the best thing you can do from, for someone else. And I will tell you this, when you start educating other people, um, it starts teaching you even more because from every mistake that you watch happen, you learn so much from them. Um, this is the reason why I created my course it's a five-part course, The Confidence Behind Formulation. Um, it goes into building confidence so that you know how to formulate properly and that you will do it without question in your life. Um, and this is released as of today, actually, so you can go check it out. But I wanted this course to strengthen you more than just in a technical skill, or I should say, you know, just in formulation. I wanted it to strengthen you in the part 
that needs to be developed before you're going to push your career forward. So it has a lot to do with formulation, but it also has a lot to do with personal development. Um, And I just truly hope that you guys enjoy this as much as I enjoyed creating it for you. I have been working on it for the past year, um, and it's something that I am proud of, and I'm proud to be able to offer it to you. So go ahead and check that out. Uh, It will be on Salt Society's page, and the link will be in their bio, and also my page, which is Paint That Main with one T, and it'll be in the link in my bio as well. So thank you guys so much for tuning in today, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day.